What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buzzer Beater Podcast. Today, we have a great episode laid out with our very own guest, Mr. Johnny Assad. So Johnny is an NBA fanatic, big time Warriors fan since what year? Since 2013. 2013. So he's not a bandwagon, right? And then, nope. um, you know, wrote a really big article for SB Nation comparing Kobe to LeBron James. Johnny, it's nice to have you on the show, man. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, so today during the podcast, what we're going to be talking about, Johnny and I will be going through all of like the trade deadline news and then even some news with Zion Williamson. So that'll be fun. But first, I'm going to talk really quickly about what's going on around the organization. I have a minute to beat this buzzer beater. That makes sense. So lots of players are in health and safety protocols. So DeMar DeRozan, Kuzma, even Ja, who's injured. And then Clay's returning in just a few days, just over a week. Uh, last time he played, Kawhi was on the Raptors. KD was his teammate. And no one knew a single thing about COVID. So that'll be fun to watch him come back. Isaiah Thomas is on his way back to the NBA, signed with the G League last night. And Steve Kerr will be the next Team USA coach. Okay, so that's the news around the organization. Let's jump into the trade deadline, which is beginning on the 15th of December. Damien Lillard. Johnny, Damien yeah, Lillard. Well, I mean, the team came out and said, right, that they're not trading him. And, and Damien Lillard seems pretty adamant that he doesn't want to get traded. So I, I don't really know where the rumors are coming from, but I just, I know that he's, fr- I believe that he is frustrated. And I think he'd rather that they improve the roster rather than rather than him leaving. I feel like he just doesn't want to be seen as a quitter or as a, he doesn't want to be seen in the same light as a KD. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would be very surprised if he does end up getting traded. I just yeah, don't think. I agree. I mean, the big trade destinations everyone's talking about, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and then you know that they just fired their GM, right? And all the I GM, didn't know that. Yeah, so they just fired their GM like a few weeks ago, and then all the GM candidates are saying they would not give him the super max extension, even though he really wants it. Um, but they're still making it clear that he's unavailable and they want to keep him. So it's kind of confusing. Um, I, I, I don't blame him, though, because they've had the same roster every year. Mm-hmm. And, and it's never won. And then they're like expecting that they're gonna do better this year for for what like how, but, how are they expecting to improve if this is the same roster every year they've never they've never done any major trade or roster changes and so i understand where his frustration is coming from yeah i agree let's say johnny dame alert comes and says in a press conference he requests to be traded What's the best suitor? Like, where do you want to see him? And what do you think is a good trade for that team? I kind of want to see him in New York. New York? The, the yeah, Knicks? The Knicks. What's the trade going to look like? Brooklyn. I mean, they'd have to obviously match salaries, but trade would probably have to include... Um, Alec Burks has been doing well for the Knicks. Um, they'd have to probably take quickly. 
They probably have to vote uh, Barrett too, right? Barrett. Yeah, there's plenty of guys trade Barrett quickly. Some of the young guys. Obi Toppin. Toppin. I don't know if the Knicks even have any draft picks. Yeah, it would be tough. I think that he might. So I think if worse comes to worse and he requests a trade, a Brooklyn-Portland trade would be nice. Like Kyrie, Damien Lillard. I, I, it's a bit unrealistic. I think Philadelphia is more realistic with Ben Simmons getting traded there. But I, don't know. I heard that he wants to play with Ben Simmons. Yeah, he did say that. He said he wants to play with Ben Simmons. It just so he's trying to insinuate. Obviously, what he's trying to say is trade CJ McCollum, trade whatever you need to trade to get Ben Simmons here, like for a little changeup. But they're not going to do that. Or Philadelphia, Portland would do that any day of the week. Philadelphia would not do that. Philadelphia values Ben Simmons at like top twenty NBA player, and CJ McCollum, a top forty NBA player. Is not going to get traded as the main piece for their Ben Simmons. Yeah, but I feel like that's Damian Lillard's way of kind of saying get CJ McCollum out of here. Yeah, I think so too. I think CJ McCollum's not going to be there. Or either CJ or Dame is not going to be there at the end of this trade deadline. And I don't think I think soon, like by the end of this year, actually. So like. Yeah, I could see. Years. I could see CJ getting traded. I don't see Dame getting traded, but I could see. Ben Simmons ending up on the Blazers. I have a question for you. We heard about the Pacers saying they want to blow everything up, right? right. Could we see CJ get traded to the Pacers for someone? I don't know who though. Like Karis LeVert and like some young player, or I could see him being part of a three-team trade, but I don't see why. If Indiana's gonna blow it up. Why would they take on CJ? You know, they probably wanna they probably wanna you know, a team full of young guys that they're gonna cultivate for the you know, for the future. And yeah. CJ would just be taking a lot of shots from you know, I think they'd wanna develop like Chris Duarte. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some of the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, so I don't really see how CJ would fit into their into their, unless they're like trying to compete this mm-hmm. year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I don't but know. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I think Miles. I think Miles Turner is going to get traded. Oh yeah. He, sure. His quote that he wants more and he's feels like he's not being utilized correctly and like I, I definitely see him getting traded. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of interesting trades that yeah. are bound to go down. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I find the Pacers situation very interesting. Like, they have a very good nucleus of players. They have Brogdon, Lavert, Sabonis, and Turner. Like, that's a top five. Yeah. Top. That's a playoff seed team for sure, but they're really playing super yeah. badly. So... I really don't think they need to blow it up. I think that they're acting too quickly. Um, a team that might blow yeah, it up. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think this might be the last season between, and we're going on a tangent here, but I think this might be the last season between Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't know. Wow. That's a little far stretch, but. Wow. Uh, where are you getting that from? I don't know. My own intuition. 
I'm home. telling you, Browns are not the Celtics next year. That's like the two best players. Who do you think they're they're trying to get? For I have him? no clue. I just know if they want to get another young, or even like an established All Star right now to be with Jason Tatum because I think the Celtics believe they can win now. They could be a top three team in the East, but they're not yeah, they playing like that. Be. I mean, they're yeah, they're they should be. Their record's like 500 right now. They should be way better than 500. Yeah, yeah. The Jason Tatum is a baller. Uh, and and Jalen Brown is really good. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a rare type of player too. Not a lot of teams have that three and D wing defender. You know that's really valuable in today's NBA, especially with positionless basketball and teams going small. So that's why I was surprised to, see, to hear you say that they might trade him. I feel like you know, there's not a lot of players. There's only like a handful of players like him, Andrew Wiggins. You know. Uh, Don't put Andrew Wiggins yeah. in that situation because you're a big Warriors fan. Andrew Wiggins is nothing compared to Jalen Brown. I'm just saying that type of player is, is, yeah. is really like a lot, of, a lot of teams don't have that. Mm-hmm. No, I get what you're saying. Okay, so we talked about Damian Lillard, probably the biggest topic of this NBA trade deadline. Um, and we'll be talking about that over the next few episodes as well. But next... Benjamin Simmons from Australia. So as we all know, Benjamin Simmons and the Sixers have a little bit of a weird relationship right now. He is trying not to come back. The Sixers really want him to come back. Um, what, what do you think of his whole situation, Johnny? Um, I think Ben Simmons is in the wrong here because... You know, he just signed this huge contract, right? $170 million over five years. And and he's refusing to play because he's embarrassed that he can't make a layup or something. And like, and I feel like it's going to have huge ramifications for the next um, bargaining agreement. Like, we might see another lockout because I think owners are going to demand more like demand that players on it like they're if they're gonna you know shut out these huge contracts to players they're gonna demand that the players honor the contract you know so and i just think i feel like a lot of players are probably like low-key pissed at ben simmons for doing that and i don't know i feel like it could lead to a lockout and because like the players are having players have way more power than they ever had and then if they're gonna be, you know, signing these huge contracts and then like just refusing to play just because they're embarrassed or whatever, you know. But at the same time, I, I see why he is upset because the team kind of, you know, the Sixers organization did kind of throw him under the bus. Um, but still, man, like you, you have to be willing to improve, like. You can't like take criticism like that and then just hide from it. Like you, you gotta be. You gotta, you gotta. If you're getting paid 170 million dollars to do a job, like you gotta be willing to acknowledge where your what your weaknesses are and then try to improve it. And I feel like we have we haven't seen him improve his game since his rookie year. Yeah. So I I don't know what to think about this situation honestly. I feel. Like you said, the MBPA, all the owners, there's going to be a really big argument about this in the next, I can't remember when the next uh, like discussion is about yeah, this, but it happens every 10 years. Um, 
but there's going to be a lot of changes made because players have way too much power saying if they want to play or not. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but Ben Simmons, I think he's going to get traded. Um, Philadelphia, he's still getting his paychecks from Philadelphia, like full on paychecks. He misses, I think he might've missed like one or two, but that's it. He's still getting it right now, as we speak, his full paycheck. Um, and I think Philadelphia is going to trade him very soon because they understand that the more they wait, the more his trade value goes down. Some possible destinations are Spurs, Wizards, Kings, Pacers. Those are the ones I thought of. Do you, do you want to go through all of them, Johnny? Should we go through all sure. of them? Yeah. Cool. Let's start off with the Spurs. So Greg Popovich uh, likes him a lot. He always talks about how great of a player Ben Simmons is and how he fits any system in the NBA. Um, this was He said this on numerous occasions since Ben Simmons was a rookie. Um, and it's Spurs never really get big free agents, so this is their chance to really get a big player, uh, but through it via trade. So what do you think of this Spurs destination for Ben Simmons? I think the backcourt of him and uh, Dejounte Murray would be scary defensively. Mm-hmm. I doubt that would be really fun to watch. Um, I think that'd be a good place for him to to grow his game under Popovich. Uh, that'd probably be the best situation for him, uh, especially because it's a small market. There's not going to be a lot of eyes on him. Um, he could. He could just, you know, quietly improve his game, and that—I think that'd be a good destination spot for him. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So I think the Spurs is one of those teams that a lot of people are not really talking about, um, about that being a destination for him. But I think people also are forgetting how good Ben Simmons was. So I pulled up his stats. Ben Simmons, uh, the year, you know, 2020-2021 NBA season, he averaged just about 14 points. Just about two steals a game, seven assists, seven rebounds. So it's 14, seven, seven, two. And six, uh, on, let's see, almost 57% field goal percentage. So he's a stud. Um, yeah. Like, he's not a scrub. I don't know. Everyone's saying he's a scrub. You know, he can't make his layups. Yes, he did play very poorly in that one series. But, I mean, this... He's a real deal. He's a really great player. He's still an all-star caliber player at the end of the day. And I don't know on the top of my head how San Antonio can calibrate a trade between the two teams because San Antonio's only real asset right now is DeJounte Murray. Maybe right. Derek There's Ray. no way. There's yeah. no way they're going to trade DeJounte Murray. DeJounte yeah. Murray has been balling this year. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that this year was actually a bad year for him to for Ben Simmons to sit out because of the rule changes defensively. I think he would have really shined even more on defense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think he could have been a first team All NBA defensive player. Oh, most definitely. So you don't think that they're going to trade Dejounte for him? Because I did hear some rumors about them being like willing to trade like Dejounte to Philadelphia, which would be really good for Philly, and then Ben Simmons to Spurs. Because outside of that, there's no trade assets. Who do you have? Derek White? Uh, I'd be shocked if San Antonio did that. I mean, yeah. I don't see that happening. Uh, I feel like they might have to get like a third team involved uh, to, to, to get some players into Philadelphia. 
just because I think Dejounte Murray. I think they're trying to build around Dejounte Murray, and I, uh, I feel like there'd be an uproar if they traded Dejounte Murray for Ben Simmons for somebody yeah. who's been sitting out all year. You know, like I don't think a team is willing to, and I think that's why it's been taking this long for Ben Simmons to get traded because teams don't want to give up their their best players for him. But then I'd be shocked if it. You know the Spurs finally turned around and said, "Okay, we'll 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 give up Dejounte Murray, our best player for him." So I think Philadelphia is going to have to settle for that if, if they want it. If they really want to get him traded. Mm-hmm. Okay, team number two we'll be talking about the Washington Wizards. So obviously Philadelphia's number one target right now is Damian Lillard, but they're probably not going to get him. And their number two target is, no question about it, it's Bradley Beal. They've voiced their opinions about them wanting Bradley Beal. Do you see, and I, you remember Washington had a very hot start in the beginning of the season. It's starting to cool off a bit. Yeah. Do you see Ben Simmons for Bradley Beal type of trade going on? Um, in my opinion, Bradley Beal wants to stay in Washington. I mean, he, everybody was suggesting that you know he might want to get traded uh, in the beginning of the season I don't know if you remember that there's like there's a lot of talk about the Warriors you know trying to trade for him uh, you know all these teams that he's going to request a trade but he's been pretty out just like Damian Lillard he's been pretty adamant that he wants to stay in Washington um, uh, and again I think Philadelphia is going to have to lower their expectations I don't think they're going to be getting these Santa Murray's or or Bradley Beal type of players um, especially especially if these players don't want to get traded you know, it would have to take such a player that is adamant about leaving first of all um, but if, if Bradley Beal you know has said publicly that he wants to stay I don't see I don't see a team you know giving up their star player um, for Ben Simmons so I, I, I'd be again I'd be very surprised if that happened mm-hmm. I think Bradley Beal is way more valuable as a player than Ben Simmons is so Philadelphia would have to offer a lot for that trade to even go down um, but I think Bradley Beal do you really believe that he wants to stay in Washington or is he just doing the dame try to be loyal and try to win here which if we're being honest I don't think Bradley Beal is ever going to win in Washington I think he low-key wants to leave he just doesn't want to say it like Damon Lillard he kind of wants to leave, or he doesn't mind leaving, but he would rather win in Portland, but it's just not going to happen. So I think that's the same for Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he had an opportunity to, I think the Warriors tried to trade for him, but uh, but he insisted on staying. I, from what I understand, that's why how it went down. Um, so I think maybe after another few years of of losing in Washington then he might be open to a trade but it does really seem that he wants to stay there and you know and it, because it's his team there you know like he's he's his team he's leading them um, you know the fans love him so you know he it's possible you know he's just he's enjoying it over there and um, um, to me it seems like he really does want to play there I don't know I think, 
I think it's a win-win if Ben Simmons goes to Washington, gets a fresh start, and then Bradley Beal goes to Philly. Because if you think about it, Bradley Beal is really Philly's only guard. Like, of course, you're gonna have another guard with him, but like it's Joel Embiid, and then it's Bradley Beal right away. And like those two, I think complement each other very well because Bra- uh, Joel Embiid Seth- never played like a lead. That'd be a crazy shooting backcourt him and Seth Curry. Yeah, exactly, and I don't think. Well, Joel Embiid never played with such a lethal guard. Like, that's like shooting, does everything, you know? Ben Simmons is the best guard he ever played. Bradley Buell, I think, would heighten Joel Embiid's game, and he would become a better player. And they would, I think, have a really good chance to win it all. Definitely. Yeah, I think they'd be favorites in the East. Mm-hmm. That kind of backcourt. And then they have Tobias Harris. Yeah, you surround Joel Embiid with that kind of shooting. I mean... It might be a wrap. Because yeah. then everybody's going to be on the outside. We've always seen Joel Embiid, so everything was so cramped because Ben Simmons was always on the inside. Imagine your guard being on the outside. Oh my, and then Joel Embiid's by himself on the inside. It's, yeah, it could be over. I mean, that could be killer. What's but, the name of that wing defender they have? Thibault? Oh, Matisse Thibault? Matisse Thibault. Yeah, you saw him. He, he, his defense against Steph Curry last night. He's amazing. That guy... He's a hell of a defender. Yeah, and a good I mean, YouTuber too. But no, he's yeah. seven foot wingspan. He's only like six six, but he's yeah, no, he's a great defender. Next team, the Kings. So the Kings. Like that. Uh huh. I feel like that. I can see that happening. I feel like that's more likely. Really? Because like deer and yeah. fox. Yeah, because. I don't know. I just I don't feel like the Kings have anyone that you know on like a Bradley Beal level. Mm-hmm. They have so they have Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox is untouchable. That's like I guess in the NBA circle it's pretty well known. But people are starting to say, you know, maybe it's time that the Kings find change because we all know De'Aaron Fox didn't really improve a lot last year to this year. And like you saw two nights ago, Charlotte he missed the two game winning free throws. Yeah. Um, so Kings. Nation's not very happy with them right now. But could you see like a Kings for De'Aaron Fox type of trade going down? I could see that. I could see that happening. I feel like that would be best for both teams. <clears throat> Just because Ben Simmons in Sacramento, <clears throat> that's another small market team that he could really improve his game. I think the fans would get behind him. Kings fans are super loyal, probably one of the most loyal fans in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Darren Fox in Philadelphia, I feel like that's a perfect fit, you know, for what they have going on there, too. Um, yeah, I think that would be a good destination for him. But I, I still, I think the Spurs, for, for him, is probably the best one out of out of all the teams that we're talking about. But I think Sacramento is probably, like, the second, probably the best spot for him. And, you know, I think... So, do you remember the 2017 NBA draft? Markel Fultz was picked number one. Lonzo, number yeah. two. De'Aaron Fox, number five. And the Lakers were going to take Lonzo, uh, De'Aaron Fox, number two. Well, De'Aaron Fox easily could have been the number one, two, or five pick. Easily. Um, and Philadelphia was actually going to trade down to number five to get De'Aaron Fox. So, I mean, all along, they could have already had De'Aaron Fox, Benzimus, and Joel Mabee if they didn't mess up on that draft with Markel Fultz. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, if we're looking right now in this situation, I think this is a pretty good trade 
for De'Aaron Fox, a really good trade for De'Aaron Fox, because he'll actually be on a contending team. And De'Aaron Fox is a really good player. Right. Uh, I don't know how well Ben Simmons would fit on the Kings. I'll be honest. I don't know. I maybe just because I've never taken the Kings like seriously, and that's <laughs> like on my end, I haven't been watching basketball. I didn't watch the Kings when they had Chris Webber and everything. I was too young, but. I started watching the Kings when they had like Marcus Cousins, you know. So yeah. I've never really seen primetime Kings, um, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's time that they start changing things up because they Marvin Bagley also wants out. Trade deadline, I expect to see him traded. Um, yeah. Buddy Heald might get traded. I don't know. Yeah, Buddy Heald is I'm surprised with him because he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, he just fell off a cliff this year. Mm-hmm. Not even starting. And I, I, I think a lot of teams would, would love to have Buddy Hill. Oh, definitely. I think Buddy Hill is like, okay, if Ben Simmons gets traded and Buddy Hill is in the trade, that's also really good for Philly. I mean, they already have Seth Curry. But like, yeah. I think Buddy Hill is an upgrade from Seth Curry. Um, oh, yeah. But Seth Curry I, I could run like... point. Buddy Hill. But he'll be good for them too because it's kind of like a, I guess he's kind of like a poor man's Bradley Beal. Yeah. So, exactly. So, yeah, I think that'd be a fantastic fit for Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think that's some, definitely something that they would, might be interested in, in, in pursuing. Do you think Philly could get De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill? Or actually, I think that I don't know who they value more, Darren Fox or Tyrese Halliburton. I really don't know who they value more because Tyrese has a really bright future. I think they're more likely to trade Darren Fox. Really? So yeah. if they like, Halliburton. what would but, Philly need to give up to get Darren and uh, Buddy Hill? I think they'd have to give up Tybal, uh, uh, Ben Simmons. Hmm. Uh, at Tyrese least. Maxi. Yeah, Maxi has no, dude. Maxi has been playing like an all-star mm-hmm. this year. Um, but yeah, they would have to give up Maxi too for if they're gonna get Darren Fox and mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill. I think yeah, Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxi for sure, and then like another player. I can't like I don't know on top of my head, but maybe Danny Green. I don't know. That might be. I feel like that's a fair trade for both teams. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, next last team for Ben Simmons, and then we'll jump into sign Williamson and conclude that episode. I actually want to talk about the Pacers a little bit more, but the next team is actually the Pacers. Um, Pacers need a new need a new direction. I don't know what a trade to Indiana would look like for Ben Simmons Indiana because Malcolm Brogdon has to stay in Indiana. Uh, according, I think his contract says that. Um, but it would be like, who would it be? Ben Simmons for Lavert? I don't know. Yeah, Lavert has been ever since. Yeah, ever since Rick Carlisle was out with COVID, Lavert has been uh, balling out for them. I think he's been more involved with pick and roll and playing with how he used to playing. Uh, but yeah, I, if I'm Indiana, I, 
I do I would not give up Sabonis. I, I don't even know why he's on the trading block. Like he's such a talented player. He's such a unique player too, and I I would hold on. I would I would try to build around him. Uh, I think it's just that the fit with him and Miles um, Turner, it's not really a good fit with both of them because I feel like they both need to play center. Um, but yeah, I, I think Karis LeVert would 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 do well in Philadelphia. Um, and I feel like that would probably be a fair trade too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if Indiana's trying to blow it up, I could definitely see them being interested in, in a player like Ben Simmons. You know, try something new. I think him and Sabonis would be a good tandem. Because um, I think Ben Simmons could play power forward as well. So you could have Sabonis playing his natural position at center. Uh, and then you have a great elite defender in Ben Simmons. And um, Brogdon. Imagine Brogdon and Ben Simmons yeah. on the together. That, I mean, that's... Yeah, that'd be yeah. an elite defensive team right there. I think, and then they trade Miles Turner away for someone like a really good guard, like shooting guard or small forward. I mean, I think Pacers are right back in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the Pacers have a really interesting team. Yeah, I, I really like the Pacers. I'm a fan of their, like what they've done with their team in the past few years, the draft and everything. But Karis LeVert, let's not forget, Karis LeVert averaged 21, five and five last year with Brooklyn, or sorry, was it last year or the year before? He averaged 21, five and five. Yeah. Um, he's a stud. Like he could score. Yeah. He could be very helpful to Philadelphia. And this would be very interesting. I don't know why the Pacers are not doing well. On paper, they should be doing like amazing. I think, yeah, right? I feel like, I feel like a lot of, some of their players just need a fresh start somewhere else. Like Miles Turner, he doesn't seem to be happy there. He Is it Rick Carlo? I think Rick Carlisle is, yeah, I feel like his type of coaching, his type of personality could like rub players the wrong way. I feel like, um, you know, he's he always had, did have trouble like, um, you know, handling, you know, a lot of NBA personalities. So I just feel like it's, it's, it's a tough transition because um, especially a lot with his uh, schemes on offense they're more like uh, they're more it's more of a he runs more of a complex offense uh, that players might not you know be used to uh, and, and his, his personality it's kind of like a, he has a rough personality and so it's uh, yeah especially for a team full of young players but I could see why it's not working out but he is a great coach he's proven that in Dallas um, but he, he always had like a veteran team you know with with uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, one of the most humble, you know, superstars, and and one and one of the, you know, smartest players too, um, and like you know, like Jason Kidd, and you know, so I feel like his type of coaching works with a team like that. Uh, not, I don't, I could see why he, he's having trouble with a young team in Indiana though. So yeah, I think Rick Carlisle, yeah, it, that is definitely one of the issues over there. Cool. So yeah, just Pacers, maybe their top target should be De'Aaron, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons uh, for this, like, you know, deadline. I think that they can do a lot with their team in the next, like, month, two months. Uh, And we'll see. It'll be really interesting to watch. 
But our final topic is Zion Williamson. This is a really quick update, really quick discussion between Johnny and I, but no one really knows what's going on with Zion. Johnny, do you want to talk about what the new news with Zion is? Yeah, I mean, he was uh, seen at a game recently, I think like a week ago, and he did not look like he's ready to come back to the NBA anytime soon. I mean, he's, I think he's uh, listed at 330 pounds now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't look like he's in game, like he's in, you know, any type of condition to come back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I can't, I'm kind of getting uh, um, vibes of uh, uh, Greg Oden over here. No, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I know that's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, it, it does just, with his body type, like, these injuries could just keep piling on, you know, and it's like, I really hope that's not the case, but it's just, I just get those vibes, just because, just, he's a really, he's a huge, like, he has this huge body, and, and, and it's just all the stress on his legs. They, like they can have these uh, chronic injuries, and you know I'm really rooting for him though. Like, but I, he does not look like he's ready to come back anytime soon, from what we've seen. Okay, I want to first address your analogy to Greg Oden. Okay, Tony, you said Greg Oden at Ben at Zion Williamson is going down the path of Greg Oden. Greg Oden averaged. 11 no, points no, no. in his no, best season. No, no, Zion Wilson his rookie year averaged 23 and 6. Last year averaged 27. No, I don't mean I don't mean in terms of his his, his uh, level of play. I, I just meant in terms of like uh, like constantly being injured. Because mm-hmm. Greg Greg Ogden did like you could see when he was healthy you could, you could see his potential like he was he was a monster. You know, mm-hmm. Like but. Like it was, I just meant like in terms of injuries, like de- okay. derailing his career. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying at all. Design is a bust. Like no. Like he, he's a generational talent. Yeah. I just, I just. I just meant in terms of like, if he's constantly getting injured and he's never able to see his way on the court. Mm-hmm. That's all I meant by that. No, I get what you're saying, but Zion Williamson is an electric player. So whenever he gets on the court, he just. Everybody's eyes are glued to him playing basketball because he's just so fun to watch. Does some crazy dunks, catches crazy rebounds, makes crazy chase down blocks. He's just so fun to watch and he makes teams win. So when he's on the court, the Pelicans just, their win percentage is way higher than without him. Um, And it's really sad to see that like right now they're saying, you know, his right foot that he had surgery on because he broke it is coming back to linger him. He's experiencing soreness and now there's an indefinite timetable when he's going to come back. It was supposed to, he was supposed to come back last week. His body, not looking like he's in a, yeah, you know, ready yeah, to be in the yeah. uh, I don't know if it's New Orleans. We all know New Orleans has some of the tastiest, but most fattening food in the country. Everything is fried. <laughs> Everything is fried. Um, yeah. <laughs> but do you remember Johnny when? Some report came out saying that Zion doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. I was just about to bring that up. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you think he's uh, he's doing this on purpose? He wants to get traded? That, see, I don't know. I'm, I've been thinking about it. 
I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, but like we remember what happened last year with James Harden. James Harden did not look very fit, kind of looked a little bigger. Guess uh, he wanted to get traded. People are saying Damian Lillard is doing that this year, not playing his best. He's only averaging 21, 22 points. And he's averaged 27, 28 in the past few years. Um, I don't think that's the case with Damian Lillard, but that's some people's opinion. For Zion, I don't, is he making it obvious he wants to leave New Orleans? I mean, if he was supposed to come back a week ago and he's still, you know, not anywhere close to, you know, in shape for the NBA game. I mean, I don't know how he was even projected to come back. Like, if he's, uh, if he's you know, doing this on purpose, kind of makes sense. Just because it doesn't seem like he's anywhere close to returning. And uh, so I don't know if the organization was just trying to put pressure on him to get back into NBA shape. And he's just refusing to do it. Um, but there seems to be kind of like a disconnect between his his expected return and his, you know, progression, his progress that he has made. So, yeah, something weird going on. I think something we're not, some maybe something that we're not being told. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't, that's a weird situation. I don't, I don't, I don't think we really know 100% what's going on over there in New Orleans. There's definitely something we don't know about the story and it's gonna be really cool to like let this story kind of unravel on its own in the coming months but yeah that'll be fun to watch uh i think that concludes all our episode is there any other topic you want to talk about really quickly or questions i'm trying to think i don't i don't think i have any you know actually uh there is one thing i think we should mention uh kemba walker okay uh yeah, Kemba Walker, I don't, I don't know if you heard uh, Coach Tibbs saying he's out of the rotation. Kemba Walker's out of the rotation? He's out of, yeah, you didn't hear about that? I did not he hear it was, it was about, about a this. about a week ago, a week, maybe two weeks ago. Just straight up out of the... Coach Tibbs was saying, um, you know, I respect everything he's done in his career, but I just need to do what's best for our team. And uh, Alec Burks was named the starting point guard. For the Knicks. So he's not even a bench player? No, he's just... How do you go from starting point guard to Yeah, bench? that's what I'm saying. I was surprised. I was shocked to hear that. He was playing very poorly. He was averaging, I just looked, 12 points and 3 assists in 25 minutes played. Right, 3 yeah, assists. This is crazy seeing him like averaging you know, 25 plus in Charlotte. Easy 25 to now. Yeah, to now just completely out of the rotation is kind of sad. All-star starter. Many times. Yeah, starter, not all-star. just all-star. All-star yeah, starter. starter. Yeah, uh, now he's just... His defense, I think it, his defense was just abysmal. Um, it's very sad. Yeah. I, remember, I remember last year when everyone was saying, oh, he doesn't deserve to be in the Celtics rotation. Oh, the Celtics should cut him. Yeah, oh, the Celtics were... should... Uh, I was like, what are they talking about? That's Kemba Walker. That's also yeah, sort of Kemba Walker. Hey, the Celtics were right to let him go, I guess. I mean, especially, is it, especially... Do you think it's the end? You know, when Coach Tibbs said, I respect everything he's done in his career, that kind of made it sound like it's the end, like, a, like a nice way of him saying, like, that this is kind of like, um, he's not going to be part of the rotation anymore. But with the Knicks or like but, end of his NBA career? 
career. I think because like the Knicks took a chance on him, they you know they signed him, and the Knicks out of all the teams in NBA, like if, when the Knicks get excited about a player, you know, and they sign him to a contract, like they they don't usually just give up on him, you know, that that quickly. But for them to just you know to like they were you know marketing him as like you know their next you know like all-star point guard and like that's how they were like you know marketing him to the fans and you know they signed him to that contract and like and then for them to this quickly kind of I think you know to kind of give up on him I think that says a lot you know I uh, think that says a lot so yeah especially the, you know a team like the Knicks so yeah unfortunately I you know I hope not you know I hope he can bounce back um, but if he, you know Alec Burks was named starting point guard over him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's a sad situation. Yeah. And that, and that, I feel like yeah, it, um, with a situation like that, then it, to me that signifies kind of like the end of wow. at least the end of him being a starter in the NBA. Well, I didn't know about that honestly. Um, yeah. I guess that's just a situation I'm going to look more into too after and kind of you know it'll be fun to see what happens with him hopefully he doesn't get cut I think he can't even be on the bench I guess they have Derrick Rose as like their bench point guard bench guard period yeah and Emmanuel quickly and Emmanuel quickly uh, I guess maybe New York wasn't the place for him. I still think that he has an NBA career somewhere. I mean, I remember watching a few of the games. I remember he had one really good game that I was watching, and he had 20-plus uh, and, like, 5-plus assists. So I thought he was playing really well. Yeah, I could see him working his way back into a bench role. I just I think this is the end of him as a starting point guard. Well, with the Knicks. I think he could be a starting point guard in another team. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we're gonna. Have I don't to know. Uh, if he wasn't like if he wasn't able to hack it with the Knicks, I just don't see him. True. You know, but you know, I hope I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was a great, great podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Johnny. Yeah, and thank you so much. Me. Yeah, and thank you so much, to all the listeners, for listening. Um, stay updated for all our future episodes for the Buzzer Reader Podcast, and make sure to stay updated as well on our social media mainly Instagram at the buzzer beater podcast. Thank you all so much and have a great day.